What's going on, your support group family? Today, we are talking about not Christmas, not Hanukkah, but Kwanzaa. Yeah, we're talking about Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, that holiday that everybody don't seem to forget or forgot. So we're going to jump right into it. It's me and Q on this, and you know how we do. We just going to just work our way on in. <laughs> So now that the break is done, let's talk about this holiday, Kwanzaa, mm-hmm. the one that I feel like everybody has forgotten. Right. I don't hear a lot of people even talking about Kwanzaa no more, let alone Swahili, but Kwanzaa like just got pushed to the back burner. Right. Is everybody done with their Christmas shopping yet? Because I know I'm done because everybody getting money. <laughs> I don't care what nobody say or how anybody feels. Um... I'm the gift card and money guy. Like, hey, Uncle Kenny, hey, I got you something for Christmas. Hey, go 20 bucks. Come right. Your business. Let's start that count. I'm so glad that they came up with Cash App because I can just be like, okay, here you go, 40 bucks. Go, go do what you got to do. <laughs> right. Thanks for stopping in. Merry Christmas. I just cashed after you. You got that right. Right. <laughs> Look, and Venmo works as well. Hey, let me scan your QR. Oh, yeah, you got Venmo? Let me see that. Okay, bam. Merry Christmas. Just sent you something. Right. You know, but the sad thing is that somehow, because I remember in the 80s, it used to be a whole conversation about Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. It was uh, always represented. You would always see it in different places. It's, it's like the most forgotten holiday, and I hope Juneteenth doesn't fall the wayside like this. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, little, little keynote in there. But um, mm-hmm. Kwanzaa just somehow just was forgotten. And, and if you don't know what Kwanzaa is, Kwanzaa is an annual celebration of African-American culture that is held from December 26th to January 1st, culminating in a communal feast called, I don't want to mess this up, Karamu. Am I saying that right, Q? Uh, I'm going to say it's close enough because I, I don't speak the language either. <laughs> I don't speak Swahili either, um, but let's just say Karamu. 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 Okay, usually usually held on the sixth day. It was created by, oh my God, why they got to do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Maulana? Karenga. Thank you. (laughs) Based on African harvest feast traditions from various parts of Africa, including West and Southeast Africa, Kwanzaa was first celebrated in 1966. Wow. That is something else. It's a long time, right? Yeah. So I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Um, I remember seeing a lot of stuff about Kwanzaa, like, like you said, back in the 80s. But in my household, nobody ever really, like, did anything for Kwanzaa. And I always wondered about it. No, like, I, you know, you always have that one teacher that's really, like, into, like, black uh, culture. Right. Got the ear to the ground for everything and knew everything about all the black holidays and Swahili. You used to teach us the, the African-American uh, plays and songs and different things like that. She told me about Kwanzaa and she would be telling me different things and I would be clueless as well. Like nobody in my family rep any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the language is Swahili, which mm-hmm. Swahili itself is, it's like an East African language, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So 
that's probably why a lot of people don't even know about it because it's not something that I mean, it's not a language. If it was like a... Right. More Nigerian, like Yoruba or something like that. Right. It's like Kenya, some... Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if they made it more like a, a Black Hanukkah. <laughs> right. And and just because the thing here is we, we when we came over to America, or some of us <laughs> did, some of us didn't, some of us was already here. That's right. just my theory. Um, because there's no way that you can get a whole bunch of black people into a country that didn't have no black people in it. But that's another story for a different time. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but if they took it and made it into something that was more American black instead of mm -hmm. African black, then right. I think it would have probably it would be more talked about than it currently is. Because as of right now, like. I can probably walk down the street. I can go out here in the living room right now and ask my 15-year-old, mm -hmm. what is Kwanzaa? And she'll be like, what is a what? Right. It's not taught in school, you know? Now, there is seven principles, which is pretty mm -hmm. cool. Uh, you got unity, mm -hmm. self-determination, collective work and responsibility, cooperative economics, mm -hmm. purpose, creativity, and faith. Right. So that is the representation of the seven candles in the back because mm -hmm. i mean just like hanukkah it's like candles <laughs> it's a candle light. so you light a candle each day um let me see what you what you do with the candles because i'm trying to figure this out each of the seven days of kwanzaa is dedicated to one of the principles as follow so that will mean that you would probably light a candle each day right probably light a candle and then you would probably talk about that particular principle with your family for the day like unity what does that mean and you know i would probably discuss that with the kids you know if that if that was something that we really participated in and i wish i you know, i might i have to stop being lazy i might have to start doing this stuff <laughs> yeah I, I mean it, it's something to think about because it has a lot of deep meaning to it mm -hmm. and with the seven principles you know you can actually this is the thing that i always talk about with, with the kids with the younger generation is they they have no sense of self-worth uh, and and these principles that's in here you know purpose cooperative economics collective work and responsibility and self-determination i mean you, you got unity in here and faith and creativity mm -hmm. i mean those those are very deep principles that you know a lot of people don't even have the time of the day to even discuss with their kids on a regular basis but mm -hmm. something like this can help bring up the conversation and open up their eyes to see maybe my parents are way smarter than what they give off or maybe my kids are much smarter than what they give off right so yeah it's just it's just crazy this is one of the most forgotten holidays during this time of year you know mm -hmm. um and it's and it's not like it's a a big build up for it or anything like that i mean you got from the 26th through january 1st I know some of my friends are like in the transition of celebrating Hanukkah. What is, how many days is Hanukkah? Um, how many candles are in the Lenorah? Um, I don't know. Maybe nine? Hold I up. think it's four on each side and one in the middle. Hanukkah is from November 28th through December 6th. So that's a lot more. Well, so basically this is almost like a ripoff of Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate right. to say it like that, but this is like a black Hanukkah right here. Basically, borrowed the idea and just, you know, tweaked it to fit 
you know, more pan-Africanism. Right. And you, yeah. Dang. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a whole nother conversation for a whole nother time. But, you know, it's a lot of religions that originated out of Africa because everybody was black mm-hmm. at one time. Right. So, I mean, even... Uh, they say the Ark of Covenant is actually in Africa. Mm-hmm. Jesus hid in Africa. And it's going to be a lot of people say, no, that was Egypt. Trust okay, me, they it? took the baby to Africa. You can't <laughs> you can't hide a baby in Africa unless the baby is what color? Black, dark, <laughs> with some color. <laughs> he, he has to be a little bit brown. But like I said, that's another <laughs> topic for another time. And speaking mm-hmm. of Jesus, um, they said during the early years of Kwanzaa, Karinga said it was meant to be an alternative to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he said he believed Jesus was psychotic. <laughs> and Christianity was a white religion that black people should shun. As Kwanzaa gained mainstream adherence, Karinga altered his position so practicing Christians would not be alienated, stating in his 1997 book, Kwanzaa, a celebration of family, community, and culture, that Kwanzaa was not created to give people an alternative to their own religion or religious holiday. Many African Americans mm-hmm. who celebrate Kwanzaa do so in addition to observing Christmas. Mm-hmm. So your boy said Jesus was psychotic. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> I don't think I would have ever um, went that far. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a little out there yeah and we all i mean everybody knows you know christianity was whitewashed you know right they went to africa and they found a lot of practices if you look in um if you study the old african religion and look at the principles of christianity they just took a lot of stuff that they were already doing and they adapted it to whatever they wanted it to be even like the bible how it's translated they took they took a lot of stuff out they put what they wanted in you know so it's like yeah <laughs> i mean come on like this whole books of the bible that uh the vatican decided oh this is pointless let's erase it mm-hmm. right. <laughs> let's just take away the books of the bible sure they don't need to read this mess right here right but yeah it's crazy when you think about it i mean the bible even starts out some of the first people that's in there is actually black ham he was black so yeah but Getting up off of that topic, because we, we're here to talk about Kwanzaa. We're not here to talk about Christmas. We're here to talk about Kwanzaa. You know, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa. The, the, the black Christmas. Well, it's, <laughs> it's not supposed to eliminate Christmas. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not supposed to eliminate Christmas. We're supposed to unite and put it together. But now I'm starting to feel, as I talk, why it don't got pushed to the side. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay. You know, this was 1966. The world viewed things a lot more different. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think about 66, we were still just barely out of Jim Crow. Um, And you talk about anything that goes against, uh, at that time, if he was saying this is a, a, a supplement or an alternative to Christmas, they probably was looking at him sideways like, what? Like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, because, I mean, look at the year 1966. Uh, what happened in 1966? Um, the, watch, the watch riots. So that was a, probably a major changing point for it. Um, 
you had a lot of uh, black power movements going on, um, the Black Panthers, everything like. So yeah, something like this would make sense at that time. Mm -hmm. But the times that we're living in now, a lot of black people have so-called lost their identity. And I know we've lost our, our identity uh, many years ago, but um, that identity is even more watered down now as we uh, change hands with money and different things like that. And it becomes more um, status focused than actually uh, representing and doing something for your community and uplifting your people, mm -hmm. which can be a little bit different, but it is what it is now. We stay in a country that's probably the most capitalist country in the world. So I guess that's that's the symptom of it. But it was a lot of things going on at that time. So like I said, this would make some sense. But once you start looking into it, it gets a little scary <laughs> when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Because uh, the Kwanzaa celebratory symbols include a mat, okay? Mm -hmm. And other symbols are placed on the mat, I guess. The candlestick holder. <laughs> not, yeah. Look, I'm not butchering these words today, people. So if you want me to mention this stuff, look, you can send me a comment, shoot me a hug, a reply. I don't care. I'm not butchering this stuff today. I will try, but... Look, here we go. A Kenora, <laughs> the Miss Mishuma Saba, the seven candles, mm -hmm. the Mazo, the crops, Mahandi, the corn. Oh man. <laughs> look, look, I, I looked over this. Look, I, I don't want y'all to think we ain't we ain't professional around here. I looked over this stuff probably a million times. And no matter how much I looked over it, the pronunciation is just gonna come out wrong. So, <laughs> right. I mean, because they don't teach us our languages in school. Like they'll offer us Spanish and French and all this other stuff. Is like, but where are the African languages in school? They don't, you know. And that's a, that's another thing too. I wonder, do they have African American studies in high school now? Because like my daughter's school doesn't. No, they don't do that. I mean, in my time, they didn't. I had to go to college to learn African-American studies. Um, so that's something that they, because back in, back in my time as well, like I, I got, I got little snippets and I guess I was blessed to have teachers who were a little bit more freely with teaching uh, black history. Mm -hmm. Other than that, like I said, the one teacher actually told me about Kwanzaa and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even know a black Christmas exists. The first time I seen Black Santa, I bugged out. I was like, no, this ain't right. That ain't the real Santa. You know? And then I found out that my dad was actually the real black Santa. And I was like, oh, he does exist, you know? Right. And and so on and so on. So so many things have been uh kind of whitewashed, even with uh historic studies in, in high schools. That um, now I think it don't went more back to the lax format of I'm just trying to get these kids up out of the school. And so I'm not going to teach them this stuff because there's a lot of things that's going on right now. And mm -hmm. so they just bypassing the kids and they're not even giving them that that information. Because a lot of people that's really happy about Juneteenth, unless you are somebody that is from, well, has a descendant that is from Texas mm -hmm. because this is where Juneteenth actually started. Mm -hmm. And unless you got a descendant from Texas, this doesn't, Juneteenth really doesn't apply to you. Right. I, I mean, I mean, I, I respect it because of, you know, what happened. I mean, slavery, because it, 
I mean, it, it's it's probably like our first win of a national holiday in years. But as far as like me celebrating it, nah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people that's going to actually celebrate it like that. I'm very thankful that uh, it's a national holiday because it's a win for black people. So a win for black people makes me happy. But um, as far as me celebrating it, because my family, my descendants come from South Carolina. So mm-hmm. unless there's a, a, a Paul Middleteenth day or something like that um i i mean look have you ever done your 23 and me (laughs) you know what i'm kind of scared because i i I think that i'm not all the way black (laughs) i don't think any of us are all the way black (laughs) no but i i I think i think it's way worse than what i think um (laughs) yeah because i've seen pictures of certain sides of my family and from what my mother was telling me and I got that one lineage that comes from the islands Mm -hmm. it kind of scares me that I I may but then again I may I may want to do it because I may own a casino (laughs) 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 I may own a casino you know um it's a lot of black people that don't know that they're actually not black they're actually uh Inuit um Native Americans. So, and I hate to say even say that word because that's stupid. Native Americans. So you're here, here. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Or you could just say indigenous or Afro-indigenous. Yeah. I, I think that it's it's a lot more people that's indigenous than what they think. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of people that, that will never know. Because it took for a dentist to actually tell me like, so um, where's your family from? And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, you have the markers, you, like your, your molars. You have like three root molars. And those are only found in like certain areas of Africa and mm-hmm. indigenous people. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, yeah, you got the shovel teeth and everything. And I was like, shovel teeth? He was like, yeah. He was like, those are all markers for indigenous people. And I was like, wow. And he was like, yeah, you can learn a lot about people teeth. And then he just ended the subject. Because my skin color, you know, says that I'm black. But that's why I say I'm a little bit skeptical or scared to even touch those. <laughs> my grandmother was a tall woman. Um, she was pushing about six foot plus. Um, that was pretty tall for a woman back then. And from what I understand is she was like borderline, like mixed looking. My mom is like light. Her sisters is light. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm a little bit sketchy on <laughs> Because they might tell me, like, oh, you're, like, 40% white. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, damn. Guess I can't say that N-word no more, you know? But, yeah. Yeah. Have you done it yet? Yeah, I've done it. And, um, like, a lot of mine, like, it's a mixture. So I have uh, mostly Nigerian and some Ghana. And then there's, like, a small percentage of European blood from, like, Portugal and freaking... Spain and I'm like where they come from well that makes sense because you're you're from Louisiana Louisiana. (laughs) right so that makes sense that makes a lot of sense actually your lineage is probably more pure than mine's mine's probably like jump over like state to state or something like that but um your family came to Louisiana and stayed in Louisiana (laughs) and yeah and they probably started off looking pretty mixed and then over time, mm-hmm. they probably got darker. Mm-hmm. So that's probably where that little small marker of Portuguese and Spanish 
Do you say Spanish? Yeah. Spaniard. Yeah, I say Spanish and Portuguese. Yeah. Spanish and then my little, my little half a percent of uh, Chinese indigenous blood. I was like, now y'all going too far. <laughs> well, no, because those could be, <laughs> no, I mean, understand, those could be markers from indigenous people because right. they came over to Bering Strait. A lot of them did come from the north. I'm not knocking, saying that they probably wasn't already in the south, but a lot of them, it's fact that a lot of them came over mm-hmm. the Bering Strait. So, and most of those ended up being the ones that once the they stopped making the, the cross across the Bering Strait, those ended up being the Asian people because those upper parts of Eastern Europe and Russia and in China, basically. So those was like your Mongolians and your Chinese and stuff like that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's funny when you start like looking at everything, breaking it down, because I had a friend, she posted her uh, results one time and I was like, oh, 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 I can guess. Let me guess. You're black. right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's I, I guess you go with what's more dominant with me. Right. I'm just because there's so much. It's so much secrecy in my family about certain things. So I'm afraid that I might open Pandora's box and be like the heir to like Fort Knox or something like that. Some craziness. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because it was like a a lot of hush hush. Like it's a lot of stuff that I didn't find out. And I'm still finding out stuff, you know, about my uh, father's side of the family. So that's crazy. And then my, my mom's side, I mean, that's a... That's a twisty road right there. <laughs> That's a twisty road because they told me growing up that we was from Charleston, South Carolina mm-hmm. on my mother's side. And come to find out from like my older cousins, they was like, Charleston? They was like, no, we Geechee. We from Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? It was like, yeah, boy, you don't know you, you ate rice growing up and wonder why you ate rice so much growing up because you Geechee. <laughs> Yeah, I ate a lot of rice. That's a, a good little, because um, I, I went to Hilton Head and learned a little bit about that culture. So that's a pretty awesome, because a lot of them kept a lot of the African tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you got you got different Geechees, though. I mean, you got the uh, the Gullah Geechees, and I forgot the right. other ones that's down in South Carolina and, like, the Georgia uh, mm-hmm. coast but it's a couple of it's a couple of different sects the 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 issue now with the Geechee people is them actually taking their land from them because they use a, a bartering system and if one person mm-hmm. sells everybody basically sold and it's a messed mm-hmm. up system that's how Hilton Head got actually built you know it was no golf court courses or anything like that or resorts that was that's all Geechee land somebody tricked the one Geechee person to uh sign the uh the paper to sell their portion of the what they thought was their portion of the land and they actually sold everything to to uh whoever the developer was Mm -hmm. so it it's a lot of craziness down there in the at the coast and i I just hope that they keep those traditions and things uh very near to their heart and pass it down to their kids and hopefully that knowledge of geechee lifestyle or different things like that can can keep on going because it'd just be sad for one of of America's cultures that's been around probably before any of us was even thought about to mm-hmm. be just eradicated because people are greedy and they want to build golf courses. Right, right. All this generation. Yeah, it's something, you know. We've allowed this kind of thing to happen, though, in a sense, mm-hmm. because we didn't take care of our communities like we should. 
and this this goes out to all the dope dealers in the 80s that that took care of everybody in the neighborhood you should have been mm-hmm. figuring out a way to buy the neighborhood oh yeah that would have been it right there instead yeah. of instead of going going and pay miss richard or miss billy jean's house note for because she was struggling and you seen it you should have said hey miss billy jean i know what i'm doing is wrong but let's go in together and I'm going to put your name on here because you're a wonderful woman and let's buy this neighborhood. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And when Miss Billie Jean said, where, where you get this money from, Miss Billie Jean? Oh, baby, I retired a long time ago. I saved my coins. Right. Because <laughs> back then they didn't really have a record of so much stuff. Now the feds is like, look, you spent $5,999. Where mm-hmm. you get this money from? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm mistaken. You spent six thousand dollars. You was good long as you didn't spend six thousand. Long as you spend five thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars, no red flags go off. As soon as you spend yeah. six thousand dollars cash, that button get hit and it's like, look, bruh, what you do? You got a job? Work? Okay. But definitely should have did that thing. But I mean, getting back to this this whole Christmas holiday thing. I think it's a way that they can squeeze Kwanzaa into, well, well something of it into uh, the normal Christmas holiday thing because it falls after Christmas. So it's not here to replace Christmas. Mm-hmm. I think that it's something somebody should create and eventually probably 30 years from now it'll probably blossom into something more. But I don't think the, uh, I don't think Kwanzaa should completely die or anything of that nature, but it's dying. <laughs> yeah, because you don't see even commercials or anything. Like, it's not commercialized. It's not taught. And families don't really know about it. So I think how do you keep a tradition alive if nobody is teaching it? Right. I think back in the day, it was like a McDonald's commercial for it mm-hmm. at, at one time. And it used to, like, play, like, regionally or something like that. And they'd be like, mm-hmm. for all the... The holiday cheers, um, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, right. um, happy Merry Christmas. You had them all represented, but now you know everything has become so PC and protected that I think that now it's like, oh, the season. <laughs> and if they if they ready to say Christmas, they don't say Christmas no more. They put up their Xmas, you know, because they're afraid of the whole Christ in the mass right so uh, you know well we can keep the season's greeting thing going but i think uh the representation or the growth for some form of kwanzaa in a better format where black people in america can actually speak the swahili words because i still can't um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we can something something has to be done about it yes i agree but i mean this is a great journey here you know what now that now that we had this conversation i, I may have to go 23 at me <laughs> I, you look, should we may make it a podcast because I, I may be able to piece together my family actual history and woo well i think it would make an interesting story it would because one of the things that always gets me is like I'll have African people like from different countries that will just walk up to me and just start speaking a language and then they'll be like, oh, you're not African. And I'm like, I'm not African, African, but um, African-American. <laughs> it's like, oh, you look like you're from my country. 
Right. And a lot of people from Nigeria will say that. Right. Because my, uh, my niece, um, her dad has some African roots. And when you look at her, you see those African roots more than you see the African-American in her. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of people that always say, oh, your niece, where she's from? you know when when you see black people with slanted eyes you know that means that they have more african ancestry they're not all black people with slanted eyes is not blasian i'm sorry um right so we got to stop that myth because there's a lot of ig models out here i'm blasian no your mama black your daddy black you black (laughs) what but do, do you know that this is why i try to tell people if the first man and the first woman was black, then black people are the blueprint for every genetic possible makeup. So any characteristics you see, like two black people could come together and make a white baby. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like we are the blueprint for other genetic codes. It all starts with that first black man and first black woman. Right. So, I mean, remember in the Bible, it was dark first. Then he said, right. let there be light. <laughs> because you can't get you can't get darkness out of white you can get white out of darkness though right like i don't understand people people don't understand that right i i I say it all the time i said you cannot i mean you cannot go from light to dark you can only go from dark to light that's it but when you tell people this stuff because i'm i'm like oh you know um this that and the third and one day, you know, somebody going to come up and they be going to look like me and they're going to have blue eyes and everybody will mm-hmm. look at me all strange. Oh, it can happen. It can it can really happen. Mm-hmm. But it was a, a girl over in India who was mm-hmm. pretty brown skin and had like some real like ice out eyes. I think she was like a Time magazine cover or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. she was about my complexion, you know, so don't say it can't happen. It, it it can and it will, you know. Um, genetics is something, but the thing is, why certain things happen to like skin and eyes and hair and different things like that is because, for one, it was the environment, the environment mm-hmm. and the food that they ate, and mm-hmm. two, um, some people was uh, sister humpers mm-hmm. back then, and so the genetics and albinoism. I don't know if I'm saying that word wrong i'm sorry if i offended any of my bono friends um but um those uh genetic codes started overlapping and then you started getting like thinner hair more smaller frames and stuff like that because i mean face it I, i'm pretty sure we was much bigger back then than what we are now i mean if the dinosaurs was super huge you could imagine what size we was but <laughs> but you know, over time, we probably shrunk or vice versa. You know, dinosaurs was probably so big that they probably couldn't even see us. We were probably so small. But over time, like I said, the environment and different things like that, uh, the genetics changed. So the eyes became darker to protect it from the sun. The hair mm-hmm. became uh, shorter because you didn't need more hair because it wasn't cold. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody was like, dude, like you're hairless. Yeah, because my family is tropical. <laughs> right, I don't need all that hair. <laughs> I don't need all that hair. So I probably got like a little patch on my arm, um, a little patch on my leg. I'm I'm basically hairless except for uh, I got a little bit of facial hair. And I try to make it look like it's more what it is. But anyway, uh, 
Yeah, you know, so it's all about uh, genetics or where your uh, family lineage comes from. Anything can, I mean, anything can happen. I mean, we can, we can live up in, I mean, a black person can live in the Arctic and pretty soon the kids that they have over time start getting lighter and lighter and lighter. It's genetics, right. you know? Um, yeah. you, you had people down where your family line is from in Louisiana, you know, passing for white. Mm -hmm. They was black, but they skin was light from being mixed. Yeah. That's my first mother-in-law. She, when I first met my husband and he introduced me to his mom, I said, I didn't know your mom was white. He was like, my mom is not white. <laughs> I was like, oh, cause she, she is so like her skin is so white. Her hair is like not no any curl pattern at all she literally looks like a white woman yeah but don't tell her she white yeah <laughs> and i mean that that type of stuff i mean that type of stuff happened yeah. and it's movies about it all the time it's actual fact mm -hmm. and a lot of those people actually ended up eventually becoming white because they actually married white so they they family right. ended up their lineage actually became white like i forgot what tv show that is where the uh lady found out that her mom was actually black <laughs> and she was like she was like what <laughs> like yeah your mom is black you know yet and her, come to find out her, her her mom was black and her dad was a racist was a bigot and she she just broke down crying because she was like i don't know how my mom stayed you know how, how could she not just want to just break down every day and well when you see all the stuff that was happening to black people I can understand why, right. you know, right. I don't, I don't fault her. If you find a That's way out, yeah, if you find a way out, you survive. But I, I, I'm pretty sure she probably wasn't leaving no bigot sediments or saying uh, racial slurs or anything like that. She probably was just like, probably was one, one of the helpers be like, hey, get up out of here. They don't mm -hmm. like you. <laughs> <Come Right. now. laughs> but as always, thank you so much, Q, for having this nice conversation about Kwanzaa, about 23 and Me. <laughs> yes, yes. We have to, it starts with us. We're going to start doing our Kwanzaa stuff. Yeah. Uh, we, we're going to change the name for, from, from Kwanzaa to Kwans. <laughs> we're just going to short form it. Yeah, we're going to take out some of the Swahili there. We're going we're gonna to call it Kwans, not Kwanzaa. Kwan. Just Kwans. <laughs> have, you, have you bought your Kwans candles? Cause you right. know it's gonna be some hood person. Is how you bought your Kwan's candles? <laughs> I can hear it already. But I thank you so much, and also too, I thank all you guys so much for checking in today. I heard that now Spotify has a system to where you can leave stars now. I'm not sure, but if that's true, go ahead and five star this, cause we we gonna have much more episodes of us just talking about. The whole thing, like, hey, we, we started out with Kwanzaa, and now we're 23 and me. So, <laughs> <laughs> leave five stars. Uh, if you can, leave a thumbs up, or however the rating system works, just leave a good rating. Um, and it, that helps us grow. And yeah, and pass us on to a friend. Like, share. That's all we can do. I thank you all so much. Peace out. Next time. Hi, I'm Kenneth, and this is your support group. Thanks for tuning in.